hello everyone. You may have thought we were done. You may have prayed that at Stardust Crusaders we would have finished this farce. But that was a lie because we're back again for episode 60. How do you feel about that, Andrew? I feel relieved. <laughs> to, to put it one way, I feel relieved. Uh, I feel accomplished. I feel strong. Uh, <laughs> I feel like... Just the best, the best that there ever was. How about you, Jack? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling fine. I'm ready to dig into some of this anime here. You hear this thing, anime? It's new. I, I've never heard of anime before. All I know is about manga comic books. That's oh, all I know. Love those comic books. Lo- love The Walking Dead. Best comic book. Oh yeah, I love The Walking Dead. I love me some Batman. I love me some. Uh, Garfield and uh, Dilbert, <laughs> all your all your favorite comic book pals. <laughs> oh God, I I'm just, the thought crossed my mind. It's like, what would Dilbert stand be? It's like, no, we're not going down that path. <laughs> no, that's Scott Adams. That's a dark, that's a dark path. I I don't even want to begin to touch that with a ten foot pole. But um, in case you are just joining us for the first time today, we just spent the better half of a year covering JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3, Stardust Crusaders, every chapter from start to fucking finish. And, yeah, I, I counted. Yeah, Man. and we're going to take an episode to just kind of look back on the whole thing, because there sure is a lot to decompress and a lot to kind of, I guess, just like analyze in a really broad sense. You know? Yeah, just go over, over the broad story beats. Kind of, we don't. We don't have to. We, we the horse is dead. We don't yes. have to. We don't have to beat it anymore. But we have the option to. The stick is in our hands. Let's, yes, let's and I, I will choose to not beat the dead horse, but maybe slap it around a little bit. Just give yeah, it a nice, see, give it a nice see, little whack. See how much life is left <laughs> in those bones. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess the like fun and cliched way to start a discussion like this is hey jack what is your favorite stand of the week from part three stardust crusaders well i'm looking at the list that we did and it's very fun going back and looking at all the thumbnails listeners if you have not done this just go back and look at all the thumbnails it and yeah it's good work <laughs> you gotta go to soundcloud um, to see them they don't show up anywhere else yeah uh, favorite stand of the week i mean if whole horse didn't show up more than once it'd be whole horse just because it's whole horse right but i feel like that's an easy answer i i have to say i have to say danny stainless just because it was a very good self-contained arc it was really weird lovers is a like there was no other stand battle like it and the whole fantastic voyage fantastic yeah, Fantastic Voyage thing was a really cool conceit, especially for, like, the time. Um, today, maybe not so, like, novel, but, uh, like, for then, for 80, who cares, it was really cool. And I, and I had a fun time covering it. I had a lot of fun looking at Jotaro beating the shit out of Danny Stanks. Oh, God. It, that ending may just be the best ending of an arc in all of Stardust Crusaders. There's, oh, yeah. Any, like, <laughs> anytime where Jotaro can almost kill a man. But I, you just, I don't think you ever see Jotaro that angry ever again. 
Even when he's fighting Dio, his friends are killed, he thinks his grandfather is dead, he's fighting the ultimate evil in the fucking history of mankind, and he still wasn't as pissed off as he was at our boy Danny Stainless. He wasn't as mad um, when Dio, like, sucked Joseph's blood in front of him as he was when uh, Danny stepped on his back to cross that river. Yeah, that was the lowest point of Jotaro's life, and he was fucking pissed off and it is so satisfying yeah lo- a, a quick runner up to danny stainless has to be um uh boingo and whole horse like neither is a stand of the week but that but just like that isolated thing it was the last time we saw either of them so right i'm counting it all right that those are some good choices jack i guess yeah, I'll, who, I'll go ahead first and... and second i think i know what your first is my first is I've been thinking about this for a couple of days actually because I was gonna knew I was gonna answer this question and I I have to go with Death Thirteen. Got, yep, gotta do yep. it. Gotta go yep, with Death Thirteen, it. man. <laughs> to me, a, that was it. that's what you were gonna guess. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I I was a hundred percent sure you were gonna pick Death Thirteen. Yeah, and I, personally, I just think that Death Thirteen is like a nice little condensed version of everything that's good about Stardust Crusaders in one arc. It has everything I like. It has the... Because what I like the most about Stardust Crusaders is the Mm -hmm. interactions between the characters and the comedy moments. Because I think that as far as that stuff goes, Stardust Crusaders has the best moments like that of all the parts. because it's a good contrast. Yeah. We have like the... Whereas maybe not like my, the best overall characters, I think as a team dynamic, they they're the best team in all of JoJo, and oh, I yeah. I think that shows itself the most in Death Thirteen because man, it is just so fucking wacky. We get like like we were saying in the episode, it's basically just like a giant homage to the Nightmare on Nightmare on Elm Street, which is cool, mm-hmm. and it's really great to see the. All, all the Stardust Crusaders kind of questioning their own sanity and questioning whether or not each like the other guy is losing his mind, especially with Kakyoin. <laughs> like, I swear it's real. I'm seeing this weird stand in my dreams. And they're just like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and the fact that at the end of it all, only Kakyoin remembers it. And they even bring it up like later in the series when the, uh, Kakyoin's bringing it up like, oh yeah, we even fought stands in our dreams. And I think Polner would be like, what? what? Yeah. What was that? When was that? What are you talking about? It's also like the most, I guess like the most uh, page time that Kakyoin gets other than his introduction in like the whole entire Yeah, he kind of gets sidelined for a while. Like yeah. he and Abdul take turns. Yeah, I like Kakyoin, man. I, I think Kakyoin's underrated. I mean, I think he he, he could have been a better character. I'm not going to labor on the delusion that he is a, a good character, per se. Like, he's fine, but I think he had mm. potential to be more interesting than he was. Yeah, I, he, he did good for what he was. So, Death 13, number one. What's your runner-up? Oh, boy. This, this, uh... You know, the easy way out is to say fucking uh, Darby the Gambler, but I feel like that's too easy. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, well, because the thing is, just like, if I were to say not my favorite, but the best arc of Stardust Crusaders, mm-hmm. I'd say it's Darby the Gambler. Like, just the, probably the highest quality uh, Joge going on in Stardust Crusaders. But, um, 
Mm-hmm. I really wouldn't say it's my favorite. I still think Death 13 is my favorite. But it's pretty good. My, my runner-up would have to be... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Polnareff's introduction for my runner up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go Dark with Polnareff's Horse. introduction. Yeah, gonna pull the flame deep clock. Cut. Yeah, <laughs> I, flame clock. I re- yeah, the flame cock is I- iconic to me. The flame cock, the flame cock, the flame. Cock. Oh, I'll show you a flame cock. <laughs> oh, that's the magician's reds get the flame cock. Anyway, um. Yeah, I really like Mean Polnareff. Mean Polnareff is great. Uh, I really like that. I really like how it starts with them like eating at this random restaurant and Joey just continuing to be uh, early old Joey and just being a huge racist asshole. Oh, he was terrible. Yeah, they, he kind of calmed, uh, calmed down a little bit with that, but it still, uh, it still was rough at the beginning there. And Polnareff just like sitting down with them and like being a Frenchman, a mean, mean Frenchman. And I don't know. I, I think it's a good time. Uh, it's, uh, you know, back in the beginning of Stardust Crusaders when things are kind of like still more in a in a, in a part two sort of a serialized kind of way before things move really hard into stand of the week. But uh, Yeah, when we were just getting like the introduction, like it was kind of slow moving. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate that about that. So yeah, introduction of Polner F, probably the best character introduction of the... Uh, of the Stardust right. Crusaders. Okay. So. Be sure to tweet at us or leave a comment of your favorites because I'm genuinely curious as to what others feel about uh, the different. This is a lot to pick from. There's a hell of a lot of stuff to pick from here. So I'm curious if anybody's got some uh, deep cut choices here because none of what we really talked about was some deep, deep cuts. But uh, yeah, no, go ahead and let us know. It's all kind of surface level. But. At the same time, I just want to talk about the worst arc. We're not, we, I don't need to ask you what your worst arc is, but it's, it's Wheel of Fortune. It's Wheel of Fortune. It's always Wheel of Fortune. It will be Wheel of Fortune. It has sh- been Wheel of Fortune. Are you sure it's not strength, Jack? Are you sure it's strength not strength? Strength is short. Strength <laughs> is short, and you get to look at bit, uh, like a good drawing of a boat. Wheel of Fortune, you have to look at this stupid car for a while. And yeah, Wheel of Fortune sucks. It sucks so much. It's so fucking bad. Maybe some of the worst Joge of all time in all parts in terms of just the, the writing and the art and everything. It just sucks. It sucks so much. <laughs> it's it's the art that made me stop writing show notes. Yeah. So I was like, I was, go, I was typing, I was like, and then the car tries to run them down again. And then it's, and I was enough of this it's the arc that turned this show into more of a rambling mess than it already was yeah it it put us off the rails it was a nice change though uh any arc with Anne in it i think remember Anne? no because oh girl smoky girl smoky (laughs) i think she went away after wheel of fortune i think that was the last wasn't she in death 13 or am i going crazy okay she was not she was not there after wheel of fortune i think that she just got on a bus thank god yo she sucked she sucked so much there was no reason for her (laughs) it's like there was already enough character and, and like there was really no reason to have this like obnoxious useless character tag tag along with them yeah, the, really he was, added nothing. Added absolutely nothing. He was trying to go for like a smoky 
kind of vibe like oh i need someone in here that's not powerful to showcase how powerful these guys are and then as time went on it's like oh that's not what jojo is anymore Okay. No, and I think I think that's kind of like a flawed idea from the start because the idea of the of just watching these powerful people be powerful is kind of the whole I guess it's kind of the whole like conceit to the thing, right? Like that's yeah. what we're here for. That's what separates uh I think that's what separates Stardust Crusaders from a lot of other shonen manga of the time is that there's really no uh there's no uh, build, like there's no, like, oh, we have to train, and then we have to do this, and then we get to this point. It's like, no, these guys are all badasses from the start, and I think that's fucking sick. Yeah. I think that Jotaro being just like, out the gate, I'm a teen, and I'm mean, and my <laughs> stand can punch things really fast, and that's all you really need to know, because then he, then he does it. Like, he shows it happen. So we really don't need to be... We don't really don't need to have our expectations leveled out, I think. <laughs> no. Stardust Crusaders as a whole works um, better when it's trying to be, like, its own thing, when it's not really tied down by uh, the, how the structure of Battle Tendency was, when Araki really had time to, like, let the material breathe. Like, on its own. like Right, and like we said back when we were covering Battle Tendency, the reason why the training arc in Battle Tendency works so good is because both Joey and... Yeah, but it was still, like, it was still good, though. No, it definitely was. And the reason it worked is because uh, Joey and Caesar both had some serious uh, arc to go through, and Mm. that was, like, a real big start. But really... Uh, nobody other than I think Polnareff is the only character with an arc in all of Stardust Crusaders. Well, yeah, because Polnareff's really the only one who we get any kind of like backstory, like what his motivation was. To because like Polnareff's motivation at the start was to get revenge for his sister. He got sucked into Dio's whole thing, same as Kakyoin, and then he comes out the other end. Um, he still wants revenge, but he learns about team team building, friendship, and his friends, and it, it's a, it's a nice self contained arc. Like, well, you know what? I take it back. Iggy had an arc. Iggy one hundred percent had an arc. I think did, so. Did he? Yeah, because when we first meet him, he wants nothing to do with anything. He's a huge fucking bastard, and then by by pet shop. Not, he, he, and his uh, change in appearance physically represents the arc that he had. <laughs> his arc was that he was slowly turning into a man. Yeah. <laughs> and if he hadn't died, like, at the end when they were at the airport, they would have just had this weird goblin creature with them. <laughs> he would have been wearing, like, t-shirt and jeans. But not the way you think. Oh God! How would how does a dog wear pants, Jack? Which way? <laughs> oh man! But, but uh, yeah. All right. So to transition to another uh, point of discussion, Jack, who's your favorite member of Team Joge? Oh man! Oh man! Gun to the head. You have one choice. <laughs> I will pull the trigger. Oh God, he's gonna—he'll do it. He'll fucking do it. I think um, I fit. Avdol went through a lot of shit, and then he died. He came back, uh, and 
my favorite thing is when he came back, <laughs> when he and Polnareff just pissed down the snorkel of uh, the guy that was underground, and like, hey, Abdul, did you go crazy? Are you crazy? Now? <laughs> I think that was like my favorite. Abdul as a character, um, I think, really works. He he kind of like editor influences maybe like come died come back and finally died um but he was always there he all his power was always useful which cannot be said for mr emerald splash over here who hit maybe a thing with emerald splash to cause a result but abdul like um he always well the whole fight with polnareff fantastic uh, he always had these weird powers he would pull out of nowhere, like the Ankh thing that he used in Dio's mansion. Is like, oh, my fire can sense if there's a person here. Mm. Right. I mean, I feel like Magician's Red has was always kind of the plot convenient stand in a lot of ways. All like Magician's Red and Hermit Purple together were like the plot convenience oh machine. <laughs> oh, yeah, because like, oh, we need to defeat this thing. Oh, fire. Just need fire. Why, why not just fire? Do it with fire. 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 And Hermit Purple was like, oh, we need we need to know a thing about a thing, but we, we can't go there. Oh, Hermit Purple. Got it. Yep. Fine. Oh, man. How about All right. you? Abdul, Fav- interesting choice. My favorite, uh, nobody will be surprised like this, is our friend Joey Joestar. Oh. Mm, mm. No, it's not a surprise. No, it's Uh. not surprising at all. (laughs) And I have a lot of reasons. And it's not only just because uh, Joe Joe Star will always be one of my favorite characters in in this Mm -hmm. bizarre adventure. Uh, You know, I know that's cliched as fuck, but what are you going to do? He he rules. The whole thing's a cliche. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's fine. And I think a lot of it has to do with, like, following him from a young age all the way to an older age. And, like... Some might argue that uh, Joseph and Stardust Crusaders, well, all the all of Joseph's appearances may just come across as like completely different characters, which mm-hmm. like isn't really like a totally unfounded thing. No, that's a fair statement, I'd say. I disagree with it though. I think that for all the times that it seems like Joey in Part Three is uh, a different character than Joey in Part Two, I mm-hmm. think it shows. I, I think you see a lot of the the little bips and bops from younger Joey in him that makes it feel like the same character at the end of the day. Because yeah, and, and it's also like 60 years of time has passed. So, yeah. Eh, 60, 50, whatever. And th- it's fair to have him like be different. He doesn't need to like come out the other end of 50 years and still being happy, joy pee, nice to meet you pee. That would be stupid. Like, yeah, no, that wouldn't make that any sense. Uh, People change, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's good that he did change and that he was, like, still sort of playful, but also more serious and uh, protecting of his daughter. Yeah, he, he's a, just a more mature version of the Joey that we knew in Battle Tendency. Still had all mm-hmm. his wits about him, and I, 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 a big part of it is I, I just feel that Hermit Purple is a really underrated stand, and I think of all stands, Hermit Purple... As, as far as stands go, Hermit Purple is one of the most well-suited to its user, I yeah. feel. 
I think Kermit Purple makes so much sense as uh, Joseph Joestar's stand that it just like fits his character perfectly. Mainly just because that he's the only member of Team Joe that's a tr- uh, a trained martial artist, you know, like <laughs> a lapsed martial artist. Well, he he was trained at one point, so uh, yeah, having a stand not be a punch ghost but be more of an an extension of him, I, mm. I feel like makes sense in that regard. And also the fact that Hermit Purple just works so well in bringing his uh, his Ripple training background into it. Yeah. You know? the- yeah, we see it pop up more than once. Like, uh, I think it happened with Empress. I think it happened with another one before Dio. And then obviously we see the wave energy uh, right. happen again with Dio. Which, oh man, I never get tired of wave energy. I could, oh yeah, that's that's the wave energy is brilliant. Just and, suck and, that down. And you know, Joey didn't really need a stand with a personality. Because he has enough personality to spare. So yeah. having more of a, a of a special power kind of stand than a punch ghost was an interesting move that I think I think pays off in the end, and I oh, think totally yeah, and, and I think anybody that's read part seven will appreciate the idea of a stand as more of like an extension of a person and not necessarily a punch ghost, you know? Yeah, more as like a cool gadget, like hey, I've got this watch that lets me turn back time. It's my stand. Yeah, exactly. That? And having the purple vines is a good... It looks cool. Like, there's a lot of really dope uh, Iraqi art of Joey in the purple vines that I think looks cool. And, yeah, I think Joseph Joestar was a great addition to the team. And I think it also started a great tradition of bringing a character, like a main character from a previous part. I know Speedwagon really started that tradition, but having Joey be a, be a central character in the next part, one of the main heroes, was a really good move. Yeah. it Like, Speedwagon, like, started, obviously, but with each generation, like, Speedwagon passes on. We've got Joey in three. Uh, Jotaro, main one in four. And also we see Joey towards his, like, later years. And then five, we get Koichi for that one chapter. Yeah, he just <laughs> pops in and pops out. And then, and, like... And- spoiler character shows up later right under that which is a a nice he's not around for long but but um, in in that that's yeah he definitely impacts and adds like he adds much needed context and backstory to part five yeah Yeah. (laughs) of all things i i think if if if, yeah i think if that never happened part five would not uh be as good as i i seem to think it is but, uh, yeah, the ending would have fallen way flatter. Yeah, um, and, and then part six we get Jotaro again, mm-hmm. and, and part, part seven, seven we get everyone. We get everyone, yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's a good thing that that uh, he decided to go ahead and do that. So I, I love Joey, but uh, there will also be a special place in my heart for Polner F, obviously. <laughs> of course, of course, the good old flat top like getting into trouble losing parts of his body always always just like he's always a mess polar f is a mess of a person and it's fun to watch and fun to see him like stumble around and flail and just be like oh that that's my polar f noise oh yeah yeah he, he he's wonderful and i guess it's worth talking about jotaro for a little bit i mean he i guess he is the main character right supposedly 
Yeah, I've been told he's the main character. I, there, I don't, there's I don't a really lot know. of arcs where he, he takes the back seat, which is fine, because with this kind of cast of characters, you, you can't have George just, like, coming in, punching the thing to make it go away. That's not interesting to read. You yeah. have, like, all these different people with different power sets, and... You give him time. It's kind of like a rotating thing. There was the Polnareff hour starring Polnareff for like a bunch of arcs. Um, Joey had his time in the time to shine. Abdul really never had a, like a single arc to himself. He was always supporting someone else. Yeah, and that's kind of why I like him. He was just he was always there, especially with um, uh, Ma- Ma- Magnet Girl. I don't. I oh, uh, was it? Was she priestess or high priestess? High priestess. No, 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 no. This was boss. This was after. Oh. This was past the terror. Oh wow, wow. Okay, listen, man. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of boss shit. Mariah. Yeah, boss. Mar- boss Mariah. Right, right, right. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah George, and I, George did good. He did good. Yeah, I think uh, Iraqi didn't let George overstay his welcome, which was good. And because I think he didn't really figure out what he wanted to do, really do with Jotaro until part four. And Jotaro pays off big time in part four. Like, yeah, because in part three, he's very much the stereotypical silent, stoic um, protagonist. And too many chapters and arcs of that would just get boring. And we had all these other like lively, emotional characters that, um, it was nice to... It was a nice change. Like... Yeah. I'm just looking at the different arcs, and, like, a lot of... The, like, a couple of these, like, Yellow Temperance, that was straight-up jorts. Straight, uh, lovers, Yellow Temperance. It's, like, every other second one is a jorts arc, and then, like, everything else is just the cast, which is cool. Yeah, exactly. They didn't really, uh, other than Polnareff, they didn't really focus on one character too much. Uh, <laughs> Polnareff yeah. is the one I'd say maybe was focused on a little, got a little too much on the scale. But I'm not necessarily mad because if any character uh, was good to put some add some peril to the situation, it was Polnareff because he was so fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, you need to add conflict to any situation. Just throw Polar F into it, and he'll wander into, like, a gun. <laughs> like a like a child with a gun. It's like, what do I, what do, I do with this? That's Polar F. That's exactly. the image that Polar um, So, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about for Stardust Crusaders looking back? Any particular moments? Because... Otherwise, we can move on to how Part 3 has been animated throughout the years. Yeah, you know, I guess I just want to say that I think Part 3 kind of gets a bad rap. Because uh, I think as uh, like a shonen fight manga, I think it's really good. I mean, I think it's been outclassed by pretty much every other JoJo part. But I don't sure. really think that makes it, like, not good or anything. Because I really do enjoy it. Hey, we complain about it a lot, you know, covering it 
for week to week for an hour long podcast every week makes it a little more strenuous than it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think at, as a work on its own, I, I think Stardust Crusaders holds up really well compared to other fight manga at the time, just for how different it was. I mean, it's not that that different to things nowadays because of how influential it was. But at the time, mm-hmm. at the time, it kind of changed everything. You know, it, like yeah, because you know. Uh, Parts one and two were even more kind of generic if you when you really think about it compared to what part three did. Yeah, they're they age more poorly. The fact that we can go back and read part three and have an easy time of it and like it's it's a stereotypical shonen now, but back then, like, it was very different from what it was trying to do. Like the long journey sort of setting, like, I don't think had really been done as much as it has been today with the ensemble cast. Um, yeah, I think it, the idea of the ensemble cast has been done better. I, I, I think the ensemble cast idea worked better in part five because it was used more to its full potential, I think. But uh, yeah. I think, like I said earlier, I think that the team dynamic in part three works so well. Oh, yeah. The, the structure of it... Um, works super well it reads very well there's no there's really no bumps along the road like a rocky realize realizes along the way like oh got got too many characters better like bang one of them goes off for a while oh kakyoin need you to step aside for for a while don't know what to do with you but aside yeah, from it was that, very adaptable it, he, he changed it to suit what the story's needs which is nice yeah and it's it should be respected for what it is like no one no one needs to like go to bat for Stardust Crusaders it kind of stands on its own yeah and I think there's a reason it's the most iconic JoJo and not even just saying this is the one that has the most adaptations but it's just you know it left a mark. There's a reason why it got all those adaptations and got the video games, the anim- multiple anime adaptations. The only one that had a Western release for like 15 years more than that. <laughs> and it's, and it. it's so it's, you know, I think my, uh, I guess my thesis of our coverage of Stardust Crusaders is if you maybe have a less than good opinion about it, maybe go give it another chance. Especially if you watched the anime while it was airing week to week, you might have mm-hmm. a better opinion of it if you read it in larger chunks or watched it in larger chunks. I'll drink to that. that that's yeah. good. Thanks, Jack. Speaking of anime, You're let's talk anime. about some anime. <laughs> ah, anime. I love anime. Yeah, so uh, Stardust Crusaders gotten a few anime adaptations, huh, Jack? Yeah, let's start from the top and the best, arguably. 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 Um, so we've got the first OVA, which, correct me, came out in the early 90s? Yeah, I think it was 93. 90... Oh, man. I should have known this off the top of my head. 93. Okay. And that yeah. was... Yeah, that was six episodes from APP Productions. Right, and, and the first OBA, in kind of a weird move, covers from Nadul through the end. Which, I, I wonder why they decided to do that. 
Yeah, because like it even says in the wiki here, real quick, the series offered very little exposition, assuming the viewer was already familiar with the backstory and first half of Stardust Crusaders. A prequel seven-episode series was released in 2001. We'll get to that one. Let's talk about let's talk about the good one first. Uh, yeah, so this OVA fucking rules. I, I'll oh just like lay it out God. there. It is far from perfect, but it rules. And I'll explain myself. So this is a six episode OVA adapting. What is it, Jack? Like first two episodes are in duel. Right. Have that's Darby. my. And then the last three are Dio's world. <laughs> My biggest criticism of the show is the fact that it used two whole episodes for Nadul. I, I take, I didn't understand that. The first time I watched it through, I was just like, holy shit, they're doing two whole episodes of this? Not even two episodes, two OVA episodes. Yeah, and Darby gets one. <laughs> like, uh, if, if, I, if I had the power, I would have erased one of these in Duel episodes. Uh, and made Darby the Gamer. Because can you imagine a 1993 Darby the Gamer OVA? I think that would have been hilarious. Trying oh, to, like, God, yeah. Watching 1993, like, F-Zero with all of the accompanying, like, weird OVA effects. Ugh. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah. What could so, have been? <laughs> it's insane. If only because the dual episodes are really the only thing that holds this thing back. Because yeah, the rest of it is great. The Darby yeah. episode and the Dio episodes are fucking incredible. And I guess it is worth saying that, like, if you don't already know the story of Stardust Crusaders, the you really can't. I mean, you can watch it, but like, it skips over everything. Like, oh, this it skips is a lot, and it rearranges a lot of things. Like, in the OVA, Polnareff doesn't come back at all? Like, at the end? I forget what happens to him, but I think, like, he just stays out of the final fight between Jotaro and Dio. And, like, that whole fight goes differently. Um, like, there's no, none of that magnet nonsense that happens. It, it's super compressed, but it's also, like, the sound design, the direction, the animation is top notch and yeah. like the david production anime can't even touch this as, as far as that but no not, not at all we'll get we'll get to david production's yeah. anime because it, it it's warrants its own long discussion yeah, but uh same i think with darby the, the gambler like that episode like that is the best darby oh yeah if if i were to tell you like like watch only one episode of this ova or only one episode of all anime adaptations of Stardust crusaders i would say you watch yeah, if you were to watch one episode of all anime, I say you watch episode three of the original Stardust Crusaders OVA, the Darby episode. It is incredible. It is absolutely gripping from start to finish. And that is no small part to the to the shockingly good English dub this got for the time. Yeah, it's funny um, because some of, like, it's the 90s OVA. It's got some, like, overdone vocals but Darby is fantastic. He's like this Southern Colonel Sanders, like, I uh, say, sir, I say, well, you listened, you heard, you heard the voice. <laughs> um, and Dio, oh, fantastic. Like, just dripping with menace and, like, melodrama. Oh, man. 
Yeah, the like, Dio fight in this is insane. Like, it, it is so cool, and I, I it's so watchable, too. Like, especially if you already know what happens and you just want to watch some cool anime fight between Dio and Jotaro, like, just throw this on, because mm-hmm. it, it moves at a brisk pace, and it just kind of happens, and it, it is great. I love it. Oh, yeah, it's... And it actually shows um, the telekinetic part of these stand fights, like the part where Jorts and Dio are just standing across from each other. Things are breaking, like, next to them. With the, You don't see the stands, and you're like, oh, right. I remember what when that's I fir- going to look like. When I first watched that, I was like, holy shit, this is awesome, because you never see that in any other, in any other JoJo stuff. You never see just uh, them just staring each other down and the fight just kind of happening around them. Because mm-hmm. that's what that would look like. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh, it's so good. Um, all right. But, but the lack so, of... It, it's definitely worth noting, though, that the lack... Like we were saying, the lack of exposition really holds us down. Especially in regards to, like... If you jump into this, it's like, what the fuck is a stand? And especially since in the opening, it shows you all the shit with the stone mask and the Aztecs and everything. It's like, Yeah, what? like, what? What? Shouldn't you have just shown Dio's coffin or something? Yeah, like, why know. are you bringing in the stone mask when it pretty much, if you want to just take Stardust Crusaders on its own context-free, the stone mask has nothing to do with anything. Dio could just be a regular-ass vampire and none of that really comes into play. So I thought it was weird, a weird choice to use that as the context instead of just having one of the voice actors in the opening just give you like a quick synopsis real quick. Probably would have been a better, better way to do it. But I don't know. I'm Probably. just Probably. It's hard I'm just, to say. Yeah, I'm just some asshole. Anyway, let's talk about something that sucks. It's, it's not good. The, the first seven episodes of this prequel series, which is actually the beginning of this. Yeah, oh in 2001, they released the the first half, quote-unquote, of Stardust Crusaders as a new OVA, which is now, to me and Jack's surprise, when you go to buy the DVDs of this shit, this OVA is in, it's just called the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure OVA, and it includes both OVAs as one long string of episodes, and... Mm-hmm. That's stupid, because <laughs> if we're going to go like that, and the first seven episodes of this OVA are hot garbage, tell them why, Jack. Tell them why. Okay, so have you ever watched Gundam Seed? <laughs> 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 because there's that period of time in anime typified by, like, let's say early 2000s. Like yeah. Early 2000s and mid-2000s. Where everyone was just jerking off over, like, digital anime. And Uh you see, nowadays, digital anime can look fine because people are good at at the digital. We're good at the cyber. And, but back then, being, like, a digitally animated, uh, like, thing, it's very flat. It's not, it, it looks lifeless. It yeah. doesn't. It doesn't have the fluidity of the original OVA series. That has... not to mention that all the character designs look like they're like wide as fuck. <laughs> like, just go look at what these people look like because they all look. The only way I can describe it is wide. They're so wide. I just Why? typed into Google and it uh, redirected me to the Buff Riku wiki. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, they all look fucking horrible and. And it doesn't, it doesn't do justice to the source material because you watch the damn thing and it's just like, it's still way too fast. 
but it doesn't. Ha- it has all the flaws of the first OBA, but without mm-hmm. any of the good parts. So it's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't help that it's adapting the worst parts of Star's Crusaders, which is the beginning. Yeah. Oh, it, man. it doesn't help. It doesn't make the original OVA better because of the context. It, it actually just makes the whole thing worse because you're not getting the full context, so you still can't really... You can't... You still, even with this, this the first seven episodes, you can't understand the whole story just from watching this OVA still. So in that regard, it was a waste of time because it didn't really solve anything. And no. And I'm I, looking at the original air dates for this thing. People waited months in between episodes of this. I can't imagine in 2000 watching this and be like, oh, but maybe the next one going to be good? Yes? Yes? Maybe. And just being disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I guess the only good thing is that I guess it's the same good English dub. So, yeah. yeah. They, they just did it as one batch thing when they dubbed it. Yeah, or... so it's still a great dub. So if you really want to watch this whole thing to get the context, I guess you can give it a shot. But I, I recommend just watching the original OVA. If you want to see a full, great adaptation of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stardust Crusaders, look no further than the recent David Productions anime adaptation. Yeah, real quick, before we go to that, I'm looking at the English dub cast for uh, like the OVA as a whole. Guess who did Wilson Phillips, Senator Phillips, who gets tossed through a car? Like who? The... Charles Martinet. <laughs> did you know that? No, I have to watch it again now. I need to hear what he sounds like in that. That's awesome. Yeah, thinking back, like, yeah, that's just Mario, you know? <laughs> I, I'd like to rather think that it's actually Waluigi. Oh, it's so Waluigi. And also, Daniel J. Darby who is my favorite voice, is just uncredited. So of makes, course he is. That, that makes, makes it even think, better. Like, they just went outside, looked around, huh, huh, and just, like, picked the random guy who was, like, sitting at Subway outside. Yeah, they just found some guy with a southern accent. It's just like, here you go. Hey, here's a script. Have fun with it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. David production. Let's talk about David production because so man. we've talked about we've talked about the David productions anime adaptations of part one and part two in these past recap episodes. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I the, the the David productions anime of part three is where they really started stepping it the fuck up because, mm-hmm. like we've said in the past, that part one and part two, aka the first season of JoJo's Better Adventure, the animation was pretty low budget. Uh, kind of lacked in the visual department but was a what was really strong as like an adaptation of the source material and was a great way to get people introduced to jojo but, absolutely uh, part three really turned it up in the fact that they adapted every stand encounter this is a complete start to finish adaptation of the manga which is fucking wild at the time it was insane <laughs> yeah 52 episodes yeah right? we got two seasons out of this bitch Two seasons. What was it like? Five or six episodes were Dio's World alone. Like, I, I'm gonna look it up real quick because I also want to point out that this wasn't two seasons, one right after the other. This, well, four cores, was, if however you want to think it was about it. But two seasons with a break. Yeah, it was. Uh, God, 
When did the, the whole summer, right? Or was it the whole winter? I can't remember. I know it came back in January, I think. Yeah, okay. So it was like the um, the first half, I forget what they, they call that. Because the last half is like Road to Egypt arc. But the beginning is whatever. Doesn't matter. Um, yeah, they, they split the seasons up right in the middle. So the first season ends right before uh, the, the duel. So we mm-hmm. see all of the tarot card stands in one season. And all of the Egypt gods and Dio's world in the second season. So. Yeah, so it, it ended September 2014, uh, the first half, and then January 9th, 2015 is when it re-aired. Wow, time flies. Yeah, and it's just Ooh. like a... It's such an achievement to have a complete adaptation of a long-ass manga like this, and, it, and because it happened so much later than the manga originally aired, there was no filler, just... Just all killer, perfect straight adaptation, great, and you know I got really got to con- commend uh, both opening themes, uh, "Stand Proud" and uh, "The End of the World." Mm. Really good opening themes. Like, but I particularly like "The End of the World" because it really uh, drove home the. Uh, it's like yeah, shit's getting real now. And the ending songs absolutely do this. Oh, yeah, dude. Walk Like an Egyptian, like, kind of on the nose, but still great. I, I can't I can't picture Stardust Crusaders without Walk Like walk like an Egyptian now. Yeah, Stardust Crusaders is kind of on the nose to begin with, so just leaning into it is very good. Yeah, obviously it's not as perfect as Roundabout was. Uh, I think, I don't know, honestly, I don't know if they'll ever top that unless they I, put fucking, like, Biggie for part five. <laughs> oh, man. I think Last Train Home came close. Just yeah. the well, mood it was, of that. Yeah, I liked that. I thought that was a really shockingly restrained choice for some, for an anime that was as ridiculous as this was. Yeah, like everyone was yelling like, oh, Holy Diver. It's gotta be Holy Diver at the end uh, of Egypt. It would, it would have been cool if it was Holy Diver. It would have been cool <laughs> But also, it wouldn't have fit with the majority of, like, the last half of it. Yeah, like, If no, they I used agree. Holy Diver for the end of the last episode, 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100, game of the year. But they couldn't, and I liked what they did because it fit well with the, like, kind of downward slope of the journey as, like, oh, oh, oh. Like, they're starting to lose people. They're starting to take hits. And no, some people aren't coming home. Yeah, exactly. It really ramped it up. And, you know, overall, I think this is probably, if you want, if you were to pick one anime adaptation, this is the best way to experience the storyline of Stardust Crusaders because it really is just an excellent, uh, excellent adaptation of the source material. Absolutely. Uh, we, we see everything. You know, the animation is solid, if a little bit shaky at times. But it's a notable improvement over the first season. Uh, just a lot more fluid animation, a lot more uh, like dynamic angles, and the fight scenes are more dynamic, and the color mm-hmm. changes happen more often, and the whole thing is good. Uh, the way the char- the characters were pretty on model, you know, they don't look exactly like they do in the manga, but they look no, they did. They kind of like rounded. They did the opposite of rounding off the edges. Like they put. Uh, like 
just lines, lines, lines. That's just how David production worked for the first three parts of JoJo, and they didn't stop until part four, where they could yeah. be like, oh, faces can kind of have, like, round edges. That's cool. Yeah, um, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's hard to really talk about it more than just like, oh, yeah, they adapted everything, because that's really the most notable thing about it, other than, like, really bringing the Joj into the mainstream for a while there. Like, it was uh, popping off every week. Mm-hmm. David but, Production, uh, what, like, part three, great. Well, parts one and two, one through three, great. They topped themselves with part four. A lot to do with the source material and the way that they had, like, more freedom to adapt it and insert different things and play with it. Whenever that part five animation's coming through, like, it's gonna be something... But. Right, and like we've always been saying, like I, I fully believe that they should take liberties with these adaptations because, like, like I said, adapting all of Stardust Crusaders perfectly to the source material is a huge fucking achievement. But I'm not mm-hmm. necessarily sure it was the best decision at the end of the day. I don't know. I, I feel like it's just one of those things that they just wanted to do because they could. Yeah, like, hey, can we, can, can we do this? Is anyone looking? Let's do it. Why not? Yeah, because I think that part four's uh, some uh, having a little bit of a looser adaptation at certain points ended up working in its favor at the end of the day. Yeah, because uh, like it, Araki's not perfect. He, like hindsight being twenty twenty, you can look to see like, oh, that didn't work too well. Oh, this maybe change this. Didn't yeah. really do that with uh, the part three adaptation because I think they were they wanted that they needed that money. They needed that. Uh, like recognition of being like this is the Stardust Crusaders adaptation one to one like right done and now yeah, exactly they have and, freedom and, to kind of play with it yeah and because of it the Stardust Crusaders animation does feel a little too rigid at times it feels it feels a little stuck in its own world and I don't really think that there was any way around that with the direction they were going it just kind mm-hmm. of is what it is yeah. But all that said, I still really liked it. But all that said, again, I think that uh, I think that there is no perfect adaptation of Stardust Crusaders. No, the perfect adaptation more. is in your mind. Exactly. And I'm not gonna be like, oh, the perfect adaptation is read the fucking manga. I mean, you should, but like, <laughs> not you know, sound like a jag off. Yeah, I don't want to fucking jerk off on my own podcast here. So like, <laughs> we do that every week enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I recommend you... I definitely recommend you watch the Air Productions anime first mm-hmm. and then go watch the original OVA because you will appreciate how well-made that OVA is animation and sound-wise because the budget was there, you know, less less uh, stuff to cover. Uh, you'll appreciate how good that shit looks and how good the Darby and Theo episodes are in that overall. But uh, the David Productions anime will give you a really great... It's a really great way to revisit Stardust Crusaders if you've already read the manga. Oh, if you already watched the anime, it's being dubbed on Toonami right now, so you mm-hmm. can just catch that dubbed every week, because why the fuck not? I'm gonna do it, you know, it's fine. And yeah, it's a good... We listened to some of it, like, some of the promos, and, like, the voices sound good. Richard Ebcar is Joey Joestar. He's, yeah. He's doing it. The yeah, rest of them, great. like... <sighs> 
I think it's the fault of the OVA dub where Jotaro sounds what like uh, a chain smoking man. Yeah. It's kind of got a, like a really deep like a, like a really good voice, but it doesn't yeah. really get across like this is a 17-year-old. Yeah, the, in, uh, in the Tsunami dub, uh Matthew Mercer known for uh, Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil and McCree in Overwatch. Kind of, kind of makes him sound a little bit more like a punk ass teen. Which... Oh, I didn't know. Oh, that's okay. I didn't know that was the same person. That's oh cool. yeah, yeah. Matthew Verse has done a whole lot of stuff, but I'd say those are probably his two most well known roles. But uh, Do you I think would probably during the the Sun arc, Jotaro's gonna look up and be like, oh, "It's high noon." <laughs> you think that's gonna happen? No, I think uh, during during at some point he's just gonna chase a whole bunch of people away and go where's everyone going bingo <laughs> oh, but yeah so this voice probably fits the character a little better but it's so hard to think that way when you're used to the original Jotaro voice who you know hindsight maybe not the best voice for him but it's just it's just stuck to the character for me at this point yeah I'm very glad Toonami is finally, like, going through with the dub. Because, like, there was a test dub, like, years ago at this point. And that yeah. was good, too. But, like, this is actually happening, which makes it better. <laughs> yeah, it I'm a big fan of watching anime dubbed, which, for some reason, is a controversial opinion. Whoa, I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, and yeah, dubs yeah, over yeah, subs? Yeah, yeah. Dubs Are over you... sub? What am I, some kind of sadist? Like, Do you geez. have a disease? <laughs> Yes, I'm a, Andy is a dub guy. Feel free to smash that unsubscribe button. Andy's got a bad case of the dubs. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, no, God. dubs are a great way to watch anime, especially when the dub is actually good. Like, I'm yeah, a fan cause... of bad dubs, like, day till dawn. I mean, have you ever watched the TV uh, Pat Labor uh, dub? It's terrible, but I still love it because it sounds like they grab people off the street and hand them <laughs> a script. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean that's like the dub for the uh the Bow OVA. It's oh. fucking horrible, but it's oh, so man. good. We'll save Bow for another day. We'll specifically oh, yeah. do that dub. Oh man. But yeah, David Production anime, fantastic. Great roadmap for Stardust Crusaders if you don't want to read through uh, all the chapters, but inexplicably have time for 48 anime episodes. I don't know. It's hey, your maybe time. you're just an anime person. You know. <laughs> oh god, it's an anime person. Oh, oh god, put it put him down, put him down. <laughs> Somebody uh, call the fucking cops. Yeah. But uh, Stardust Crusaders, part three, end. And this Closing the book. Closing the book. Where do we go from here? You'll find out next week. Why? <laughs> because that's when we'll find out. Yeah, so we'll thank find you for... out next week with you guys. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. For another episode of What a Beautiful Podcast, I'm Andy, that's Jack. Jack, tell them where to find us. You can find us on Google Play, find us on SoundCloud, you can find us on iTunes, find us on the subreddit. I didn't post in the subreddit last week because I was basically deceased, so sorry about that. (laughs) But (laughs) continue with that this week. Oh, man. 
Thanks again, everybody, for listening and staying with us through 60 weeks of nonsense. We will see you next time. Later, friends. Thank you.